0: Best bet. Best bet. Welcome to your best bets Tuesday night here recording. We're one night late. Uh, we did not record on the, the night of the national championship uh, for request of, of the guests tonight. Recurring guest Johnny Strauser. Johnny, aren't you so glad that we we passed on our usual recording night for the golf podcast to watch that game last night?
1: Good God. You know what? I could have just, you know, we probably could have recorded one like after about, you know, 10 minutes into that game, you know, at, at that point. That was that was pretty miserable to watch. But uh um I ended up winning a little bit on it. I had a couple tcu bets with uh with duggan and uh i played an under which was a mistake because georgia covered i think all the overs the entire game if if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. but uh yeah you know it was two good two great semifinal games you finally get that in the college football playoffs and then you get just the absolute stinker of all stinkers in that game but Yeah, eh, yeah you know
0: yeah I You mentioned to me earlier in the day, Georgia first half. So I followed that. That was my biggest bet of the night. And then I also had the TCU under. Um, but then, you know, I kind of negated it with a bunch of losing NBA picks. Uh, that's kind of what I do. But uh, my my kid actually asked me a really good question. He said, would you rather have two fantastic semifinal games like we had this year or one great national championship game um, like we had last year? So it's a great question. I said, probably the national title game just because that just felt so empty and hollow last night watching that in the second half where it just felt like meaningless football.
1: Yeah. You know, that is, that's actually a really good question. And and I could go both ways, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we've had some real good national championship games with the, uh, you know, the Trevor Lawrence games of when you, you know, for Clemson when, uh, you know, in Bama, when uh, Jalen Hurts was pulled for Tua and had that, amazing second half so there's been a lot of real good games so it was kind of i guess maybe going to be at that point where they were going to have a a, a shitty game there but i mean you know the two games on new year's eve were were great and they've had you know a couple of the other bowls were good as well so can't have them all um but that's a good question i, I don't know how i'd answer that but yeah. i certainly was disappointed in, in it just being over. Like I said, that early in the first quarter. Yeah.
0: The the odds for next year's uh, national championship already released. Georgia's like plus two seventy five. It was it's insane. And I don't know if you see their schedule for next year. I did today. I was like, oh my god, just pretty much put them in the playoffs already. Yeah. Um, they it's amazing. Um, yeah, they're not even
1: leaving. They're not even leaving the state for the uh, the pre-SEC games, and then they. They just got to run through, and they got to beat Bama, and then LSU probably in the uh, in, in the the championship SEC championship game there. But uh, I also saw a tweet. They were, you know, and everybody with the recency bias, and you you know, you basically you look at Twitter, and you're just like, it's probably it's all fake, it's all wrong. People just love what they currently see. Some people wondering if uh, 2022, 23, whatever, the this Georgia team is better than. Uh, 2019 LSU with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and I'm thinking are you freaking kidding me I mean two of the best at their position and in the NFL I mean that that team was clearly better but this Georgia team I think I think they would have they would have uh, beat Michigan by 40 I mean at least so I mean they're they're pretty pretty well set up and a lot of good NFL dudes and I kind of want to watch a little bit of the that because you know with the Lions getting the the Rams pick, Uh, at number six in the draft and i know you've got some interest in that there's some guys on that that roster that are going to go early in that draft so i kind of was very interested to see how they they play in the uh uh, you know with the lights and everything and uh you know that team is big it's fast it just it that's a varsity team playing at jv
0: yeah it really was um i i kind of felt like that could happen because i thought george's worst game of the season was against Ohio State and they managed to get get through that one and I, I had a feeling they could really at a stomp on TCU not to that level uh yeah I was watching for the Jalen Carter uh angle of course with Bears having the first pick and all these scenarios already you know kind of going through my head and Jalen Carter versus Will Anderson what's What do we well? We need both really badly. But Jalen Carter's obviously had some consistency issues. You know, we that weird semifinal game against Ohio State where he was like fatigued, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you fatigued from? You've had a break for a month, and third quarter you can't stay on the field." So that that was a red flag. But he looked he looked really great last night. Um, I wouldn't have a huge complaint either way uh, if the Bears went that way. But um, so golf. I don't know. I I don't think, I think both of us saw a lot of golf throughout the week. I don't think either one of us saw a ton Sunday. Um, I did rewatch it last night, the back nine, the replay just to figure out what's happened because I, I don't know like you, but I have this instant regret when it Friday, Saturday, when there appears to be like a guy that is taking hold of the tournament and you're like, Oh my God, I, how did I not see this one coming? And I thought about Morikawa last week just based off of what was the old Morikawa rule for a while there. Well, if he's 22, 25 to 1, he was an autoplayer, right? And, you know, in our preview show and last week with, with Brian and then also in our majors draft that we did in the fall, um, I was going to talk about Morikawa kind of being the forgotten guy in 2022. Um, you know, he didn't win. Um, his numbers really weren't that bad, but his putting obviously let him down, and we didn't really talk about him a lot, but I'm like, this guy is still, he's still one of the elite when he can uh, have one of his streaky putting weeks. And we saw it through, well, 65 holes or so, and then it just came crashing down. But it was really, it was mainly the short game uh, that really kind of started leaking combined with John rom just going completely berserk for about four or five holes in the back and it's amazing how quickly a golf tournament can flip because I read that Morikawa at one point was uh uh minus twenty thousand to win the tournament. And uh to to lose that lead is almost incomprehensible.
1: Yeah, that you know, you don't think of him as a guy who's who's gonna cough up a lead like that with being such a, a solid driver of the ball and 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 such a great iron player that uh you know it, it feels like when he gets any kind of a lead that he's kind of automatic as long as he puts just as a zero putter there. And, you know, like you had said, I think we both kind of wanted to cover him a little bit more in the last podcast because I had looked at it and I saw, I saw three names at, at, at a pretty good number uh, it was Sunjay M uh, Victor Hovland and, and Kyle Morikawa. And, you know, I, I picked, I picked him in the, in the official picks I did bet Hovland as well but I didn't touch Morikawa and I probably should have thought more into that because you know these elite talents whether they're golfers football players baseball players whatever you know if they have a bad season they they use that off season however long it is to to kind of motivate themselves and 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 figure out where their uh where their issues were and everything like that and he was he was so on um those first like three and a half days, I mean, he was he was putting the ball like crazy. You know, hit the ball amazing. Um, had really worked on his short game and and, and on his putting um, in the off season there, and it got real consistent at it. Unfortunately, um, you know, Rom, you got to give him a lot of credit for for you know staying in, you know near the top of the leaderboard there and making a big run. But I think what uh, you know we've looked at a couple leads that and and uh your know, timing and contention that morikawa's um you know crumbled there he he had the lead had a big lead at the hero and then i think there was another event that he was like tied or something like that he was tied or one back shot 79 in the final group and i think what happens is is he really gets out of uh out of character and and his it's a short game is not not just his putting but it's his chipping and his pitching where you know, if he starts missing some greens, there is that, that doubt, that lack of confidence that it's not as automatic as a guy like John Rahm or Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas that are a little bit more comfortable over the ball, you know, with those shorter shots like that. So mm-hmm. he, he did that. And I had to do the same thing. I didn't really watch it on Sunday, watched it Monday morning uh, when Golf Channel did the replay and just saw just, it was just a series of just bad shots. And then, you know, compounding with really bad putts he just is his, his l- lines weren't good um his speed wasn't good it was just like a totally different guy that last 10 or so so holes so you know it's just like you have to look at it is on the pga tour you know you've got to play a full 72 holes because you look at uh you, you know you look at a guy like that who, who seems like he's unbeatable but you know he he kind of beat himself there and and uh you know you had one of the best players in the world that was sitting right there, right behind him, playing a, playing an unbelievable round. So, you know, it was, it was really, really weird. And I kind of stopped betting, uh, after I think Saturday morning, I placed a few, uh, uh, match bet or day bets, but Sunday I was like, you know what, it's just, it doesn't feel like this is one that he's going to give away. And you know what, probably what six, seven, eight out of 10 times, he's going to close that out, maybe even 10 times out of 10 the next time he's got a big lead like that so it was kind of one of those freak things and you know if anybody jumped on it and placed some some bets there to get ram at like plus plus eight thousand or something like that on the back nine then the more power to you but at that point you just kind of kind of just count what you've won and what you've lost and just watch the end of it
0: ram bogey the first hole he goes down by nine shots at that point i saw that he was um, two hundred fifty to one. Wow, uh, it's crazy. Now it's I, if if you got it on two fifty, that's uh, you're you're some sort of um, master prognosticator on another level. Um, yeah, th- I, to me it was it it's it's troubling a little bit for Morikawa. I know he went through this whole um you know he hired a a new short game coach, Parker McLaughlin. Uh, I don't. <laughs> it was kind of weird. I thought, um, and but it really broke down on on fourteen, the short par four, he a skull the bunker shot that led to a bogey. Fifteen, he just barely misses the green, that huge runoff on the par five. Then he he hit one fat. Um, I mean, I never felt more relatable to anyone than Boracow on fifteen when he just landed <laughs> a sign over the fucking ball there, and that led to a bogey. So I mean. The chipping was—I mean, that's a real thing—and you could you could kind of feel it getting in his head. He had the same kind of play on sixteen too, and uh, obviously some support poor iron shots led to that. But he made the point like these other guys just seem to figure out how to get up and down. The Roms and, and the Thomases and Rory's the, their short games are just more tidy. Um, you know, again, Howe is one of one of the best iron players in the world. And when his putting's on, it's, it's, I think he was second strokes game putting for the week. So yeah, you can, you can look at the short puts down the stretch, you know, seven, eight footers, but it, it was a couple stray iron shots and then short game shots that got him there. But I don't know what that means going forward. I will give you credit. You were talking up John Rahm in the draft show. Um, you said you felt like it could be a monster year. You reiterated it last week. Um, John Rahm with the, I think it's his 8th PGA Tour win, 17th professional win between both Tours. His winning percentage, uh, this floored me. I, I got this from Kyle Porter on Twitter, one of our favorites. Um, top 10 players in the world, their, their career winning percentage. His is 11%, which was uh, – that was higher than I thought. It's uh, Rory, for comparison, 8.3%. Eight, 8. Uh, JT, 6.9%. Um, so, I mean, his, he, he wins a lot of tournaments, uh, no matter where he starts. And again, we, we said, one of us said, Rahm with a chip on his shoulder, which it feels like he has this year, could be super fucking dangerous. I, I, absolutely.
1: That's, that's kind of the first thing I thought about was during the off season was, was how, how good he could be and how, you know, not angry, but at more, you know, aggressive or controlled, you know. Just, he's just frustrated with a lot of things and feels like he's the guy who, you know, on the, as far as like the face of the tour and all that stuff, that he's the one that's being always pushed out and whatnot. So I think he's personally, um, you know, he's taken that personally. And, um, you know, I wish I would have bet him. I wish it, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, sometimes in betting, if the juice is worth the squeeze, then you just you just deal with it. But. You know,
0: yeah, you, you, thirteen you to put, two. Odds. You put it out there. You put it out there last week for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I, I, I might think twice about not betting him going forward if I see something like that. But you know, it was such a good field and everything. But watch out for him throughout the season, and I think he's going to be uh, really primed to win to want to win um, at Augusta. So I expect him, um, you know, throughout the entire West Coast swing here to be. Uh, to to come out and play and you know if he's making putts like he was doing uh at kapalua there i mean he might be a, almost a weekly auto bet even if the number isn't isn't the greatest of numbers
0: i don't know if he's in the field next week at uh i don't know if it was it the american it? express I was gonna say, is it Career Builder, Humana, uh, American Express? I, I don't know because we we know we know what happened last year. Uh, <laughs> I think the, he,
1: I think he actually committed to that because I heard about it and it was like, wait a minute, that
0: was like, what did he call it? He, oh, I I I have this one ingrained in my brain for life. Piece of shit, fucking setup putting contest. Putting contest. To- <laughs> that's right. He's a putting um, he contest. So I don't know if he's playing next week. Um, I know he'll definitely be in the field at Torrey, um after that, and we know he's a monster there. Um, so, yeah, he could – I mean, if he starts fast this year, gets a couple wins before the Masters, I mean, he might he might be kind of the guy going that way. We'll see how it turns out. But super dangerous, no flaws in this game, motivated. It just feels like he's got a lot to prove this year. Um, anything else from Century for you? Um Credits to Brian Straley. He talks about Tom Hoagie. Tom Hoagie with an amazing week. Um, from a pick standpoint, we were just kind of going through this before the show. Um, I hit Tom Kim top 10 at plus 190, um, and you hit the ROM uh, head-to-head uh, over Scheffler minus
1: 140. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> not, much to, not much to add to it. Um I, uh, you know, we talked Will Zalatoris had basically been out the last four months with the, uh, with the really bad back injury, um, really was letting it go, started out a little bit slow, but, uh, got it going. So I, you know, he's a guy who I liked, uh, I'm going to be looking at, at betting coming up here in, in a lot of these, uh, these events here. So something like that, Max Homa as well, played unbelievably good on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 63, 66, I think. so continuing his good play and he is a california guy so loves the of greens um so a lot of these events he's going to probably play a pretty heavy schedule and i you know like to see that he's swinging the club really really well playing with all that confidence and uh mm-hmm. um, and perspective and uh um you know yeah. Good. Look, look at him going. I like him going forward in the spring, and then and then Tom Kim, the other the other guy. You know the the new the new NBC darling, um, who's it's already kind of gotten annoying. I think a little bit with all the the talk and all that stuff. But I the, think
0: the uh, speed story over the Christmas. speed. Oh my God, yeah. Jesus
1: Christ! Yeah. yeah, the the babysat the kid or whatever.
0: You know whatever. Oh, and, and Tom Kim loves to eat. No one loves food more than Tom Kim.
1: You know, and and. So I'm, you know, I feel I like that because I'm kind of like Tom Kim then because I like to eat as well. But I, For sure. I seriously think though, like you know, and I've talked about it, but you know, golf wise, this guy is gonna, this guy's gonna do some things here. So you know, he played, he didn't put that great. I mean, he Mm-mm. he hit the ball amazing, and we'll talk. We're going to talk about him because he's in the field here. Yeah. But uh, but he finished t- top five. So good good event on him.
0: Yeah yeah he keeps he, i mean he's keeping it going i mean every time i think yeah this 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 is a nice little run flash and now i think he's i think he is the real deal um my only other takeaway from century is just what a what a fun opening tournament to the calendar season what what a fun golf course to to watch them play on i mean it's one of those where you're like god i'd love to just i'd love to a chance to play there and just use the the natural terrain and some of these wild ass slopes that they got to play off of i mean it just looks incredibly fun obviously the views are awesome but it's just a it's just a fun relaxed um way to open the season um i i think you could argue. i mean and it, we didn't really talk about last week it's you know one of the elevated events um you know how does how do you I guess I, I do want to ask you, how do you think that's going to go over this year? Is it going to feel like a lot of the same guys in these elevated events? Is it, you know, this week it's, or this event it's, it's Ram and Morikawa. Then the next one it's, it's JT and Spieth, And then it's Rory. Is, is there going to be too much saturation of these same big names? Or is that, is that what we're really wanting? I mean, that's what we asked for, right?
1: I, I would say as a, as a golf nut, like you, I, I mean, I just feel that it, uh, uh, it's it's going to be great. It's just we're going to see all these guys come out, and the galleries are going to be good because these events are going to have uh, um, all the good players, and they're going to bring the energy, and it's going to make uh, these types of events. I, I'm really, really worried about how the non elevated events are going to end up going because I think we're going to see some just historically bad fields as far as, I mean, not for on a competitive standpoint, like you and I will still enjoy it. We'll still bet on it. We'll still watch it and talk about it. And, and everything like that but you know as far as you know you a lot of these events are, are going to take a clear back seat because they're all going to come to the same ones but i i don't really think so i think uh i don't think it's a bad thing at all yeah we're going to see probably a lot of those same guys but you know what that's that's kind of what we've been wanting to see and you know usually we only get that the, the majors the wgc and the players championship and now these regular events that are great events that we love like waste management and um Torrey Pines, well, which normally has a good field, anyways, but all these these events are going to have these pretty elite fields, which I think is going to be a blast.
0: Yeah, I, there, there will be a. Uh, it'll be an interesting comparison this week. Uh, you know, the non-elevated event, more of a regular field that you'll see a lot of these events. Uh, and probably even the, the week after at the American Express is an even weaker field, and you know, these next two weeks, you could argue these are th- these are ones for the sickos like us, right? Like you. <laughs> we you know we're worried about you know what's Robbie Shelton going to do this week is he going to show up and, and compete for his first win cuz most people don't fucking care but we do um you know but the the more casual fans going to going to love the elevated events because you're going to see two of the top 10, two of the top 15, like we saw last week, you sprinkle in Max Homa in contention, you know, some of these other guys, so it's going to be great. I personally love the Sony Open Week because I love the full fields. I love the full odds. I love seeing guys that have potential from 100 to 1 to win, uh, just as likely as someone that's 41 to 1, um, and we'll talk about that. But um, So we'll kind of talk about that as we go forward through the season, just how these elevated events are playing out compared to your quote unquote regular event like this week at Sony. Um, we were we were texting this week about the Netflix show. Um, I, I am every day. I'm looking. I'm searching. And the No Laying Up guys have talked about how they've heard that this thing is amazing. It's already been renewed for a season two. Um, that they're going to be filming this year. Um, there's there's a tennis show that's coming out on Netflix. I think in the next couple of weeks. Um, that I'm going to check out. That's I think a comparable, uh, comparable thing to to the whatever the PGA Tour drive to survive thing is going to look like. But we keeping we're keeping tabs on that, I, I'm hoping for some some sort of February release on this show because I can't wait. And it's definitely going to be part of what we talk about here in the pot.
1: Yeah, um, it's got to be coming out. I would say fairly soon. I mean, it was it was pretty much covering the 2022 season, right? <laughs> um yeah, yeah. and i mean the twenty twenty two golf season was was on and off the course was a season unlike any that we've we've ever had and probably ever in the history of golf with you know with the the, the live tour and then with all the other events yeah. and just the, the personalities and you know how um you know it, it's just been it was it was remarkable and for then to have cameras um and if if the no laying up guys who you know, we trust greatly with, uh, with with as golf fans and and experts and everything. If they're already like, yeah, this is this is it, I can't wait. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, I can't wait to watch it and then we'll discuss it. You know, on our uh, you know on these uh, these podcasts here because I kind of want to see what they're covering, how they're covering it. I, and I didn't know anything about the tennis show. Um, I know I've ta- asked you about it, but it's it they had the Formula One uh, yeah. drive. Uh, Drive to, survive, yeah. Drive to Survive. I haven't, I didn't catch that yet, but heard a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same producers. So, yep. you know, it's something that, uh, it could be just amazing that just stuff that, that golf Twitter, I think talks about and, but never really, you know, makes it to, to, you know, what you see on air or what you'll see in like the main, Main websites that you might just click on to read articles and stuff. This is this will be more behind the scenes, and I, 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 I kind of crave that stuff about these guys and seeing how this is going to end up playing out. But I'm sure
0: it'll be fantastic. Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating. Like you said, what a what a great season to film behind the scenes on the PGA Tour, uh, like we had last year. Uh, so keep our, keep tabs on that. Uh, so this week, Sony Open. Uh, Wileye Country Club, uh, second leg of the Hawaii Swing, uh, a reasonable field, I guess I would say. Um, seven of the top 25 in the world are here. Uh, got Tom Kim, Jordan Spee, Sanjay, Hideki as the defending champion. Um, uh, so those are some of the names that are here. Um, wildly different golf course. Um, I think we mentioned that a little bit last week that, I mean, you can't imagine how different these are. Uh, Wyalai to me is comparable to like, not necessarily like a Hilton head, but I think it plays, you know, a shorter course like that. premium on on iron play, uh, trying to get the ball in play. Distance is not necessarily a factor here. Um, Bermuda greens, you still got a putt. Winning score is usually 20 under. Uh, or or better so you still got to make birdies but uh, I mean you you watch last week and you see all these ocean views and there there are some holes on the ocean here but it's almost feels more like this this parkland course when you're watching it in Hawaii it's kind of a weird feel but great tournament though I think
1: yeah it's it's pretty much just got one one kind of ocean hole and the ocean really doesn't come into come into play because it's on you know the Waikiki, so they they're limited on the the space and everything. But this, they've had this. Uh, this I think it's the third longest stint of uh, on tour. Been playing there since I think 1965 is what I thought I saw. Hmm. Um, it is. It's flat. You could stand on one end of the golf course and you could see the other end of the golf course because there's just there's no elevation change at all. As opposed to the the rolling fairways down the volcano um, in Maui there. So completely different, but it's, it's got that Hawaii feel, but it's the first full field one. So it's a, it's fun to watch because you get the, um, you know, the guys want to come off to a good start. You get the corn fairy guys who are graduates and a lot of them get into it. So there's that, that competitiveness and, and everybody wants to, to get started and, and play, Well, in, in, you know, this, in this first, uh, event there, because this is a Ryder cup year. So the Americans are trying to accumulate points and you want to get, you know, the FedEx cup points to which will make it easier to, uh, um, you know, to get into the playoffs come, you know, come August and everything. So, um, good golf course, nothing special to it. Um, it is short. Like you said, it, it's pretty tight. Um, lots of dog legs. They've got big trees, so, like, you're looking for a guy who is an accurate driver, um, guy who hits his irons 125 to 150, 160 yards well, and it's it's Bermuda green, so, you know, guys who can make putts. Guys are going to hit a lot of greens, and it's just about, you know, it's going to end up navigating if there's any wins and, and then making putts. But good, neat event, nice golf course, fun little one, just a classic. I can't wait.
0: You know what I look at right away is I, I look at the history of who's won and I, I look at their, their odds when they won. Um, going back to 2013, this is this is completely a long shots uh, winner type of course. Um, two, three, six, seven of the last, I guess, I guess eleven winners have been 40 to one or longer. Um, four of those have been 80 to one or longer. Kevin non 2021 was 80 to one because iron 2018 was 80 to one. Fabian Gomez 2016 was hundred to one. And our boy Russell Henley with his first one in 2013 was hundred to one. Um, so this, this might be one of those, those tournaments, these golf course, this golf course where you can look down the board and you can sprinkle three, four of these guys that are longer than 51 and have a reasonable chance Um you know, we'll go through the odds in a second. It's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my strategy for the week because you can, you can, you can look at these things and say, I'm going to, I'm going to bet Tom Kim and Jordan Spieth and I'm going to put all my eggs in the, those guys' baskets. And Tom Kim's probably best player here. He's playing the best. And Spieth showed up last week in a reasonable way. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay everything I have on those two guys. Or I'm looking between 50 and 100 and I'm going to use that same money and put it on five guys because, course history shows that it's likely to come from that group. And there's a lot of really good players that uh, statistically match up well with the course. So that's two trains of thought. Um, I don't know if you have a thought ahead, uh, ahead of this tournament already, or you're, you kind of need to dig into it a little bit more, but uh, just just one way of thinking about it. And I guess it's all about your betting preference.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to do a little bit of that. Um we'll talk about the top end of the leaderboard, but there's, there are some guys that really like up there, but I'm going to, I'm going to add a lot more of the long shots um, because just for that reason alone, um, that that's where we can find winners at is, is that's where we need to really see if we can, if we can dig into it and, and see guys who we like that fit this golf course well and that are playing well enough. So I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do both. I mean, I, there are guys at the top, but there's also a lot of guys down there that, uh, you know, as we look into this a little bit more, um, as I look into more tomorrow and do more research, I'm gonna do that. I'm also gonna look at though is guys who played last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the statistics of guys who've won who've played the previous week, and it may not be as good as I thought it was. But um, typically, the the fellows who play pretty decent the week before in Maui, um, end up playing pretty well in the, uh, uh, in the, in this first full field event here, um, just cause they're acclimated to the time change and, you know, just the grasses and everything like that. So there's, there's some strategies that you can go in different ways. And I think that's where we come up with the picks here, you know, by tomorrow afternoon, it, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what we end up coming up with as far as, um, you know, incorporating all those different types of ways you could look into this.
0: Yeah, and and I, I think you know, if people that have listened to you and I for a while, you, we kind of have a different style. I'm usually, um, you know, to use use your baseball guy baseball comparison. I'm I'm Alfonso Soriano. I'm Javi Baez. You're Tony Gwynn. Um, you're usually hitting for those singles and doubles. You might crack a homer once in a while, and I will. I will go for the homer most often and I might have a lot of strikeouts. Um, And again, it's your preference. So how do you want to, how do you want to allot your money? Um, Do you want to go more aggressive, do all win bets or maybe do like you do. You sprinkle it around, have a couple win bets, a couple top 10s, top 20s, matchups, uh, so forth. Um, It's again, how you like to allot your money and how how you like to potentially lose it as well.
1: Yeah, if if anybody looks at our our picks that we post out on Facebook and Instagram, they can see that you're far more aggressive uh, with your odds than 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 I am. But you know what, you you hit a lot more win bets than I do. Um, so there's there's multiple ways to do
0: it. So yeah. Um, all right, the favorite. As we mentioned a couple times already, Tom Kim um, on DraftKings at eleven to one. I'm going to share my screen because I actually have Odds Checker up here as well. Um, eleven to one. Uh, Sunjay coming in at twelve on DraftKings. Jordan Spieth at sixteen. Brian Harmon at sixteen to one. It's 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 jarring when I see his name that high, but we could talk about him and why he fits this golf course so well. Hideki. At 18, the defending champion, my boy Russell Henley, uh, coming coming for just revenge tour 2023 on Wiley at 22 to one. Corey Connors at 22. Tom Hoagie, just just a kind of jet setter these days. You know, going to the national championship game last night and coming back to Hawaii 25 to one. Billy Ho at 30. Those are the names that are 30 to one or less tom kim is it, is it worth it at 11 to 1
1: is it worth it
0: probably not but is it a
1: bet you should make you probably should what worries me is that he's getting a whole bunch of just public money and there's just a, everybody is on tom kim this week and every time the public is on a golfer especially. I mean, you could look at football and, and, and basketball and all that other stuff, but every time that seems to happen, I, I don't know if these players hear that more from their, their camps or from the media or they read Twitter or whatever. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily always work. But he's he's young and dumb enough and good enough that he's the best player in this field right now. I mean, I think he's he's the best guy. So yes, I'm gonna bet him. I'm gonna though um with uh the nfl playoffs this weekend
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm gonna parlay that i'm gonna figure out a way and in fact i have figured out a way but you can look at some heavy favorites you know you could look at a couple teams there that um uh this weekend that that really may you know it's gonna be a hard time for them to lose on the money line you know the niners and I'm not going to go into mine because that'll just jinx it and I'll end up losing. But I uh, I end up putting together something and got him at uh, uh, 19 to 1. So mm-hmm. I, I like him this week a lot. I, I really do. And, you know, I like him top 10. I'll probably play him in a matchup. So if you see him in full tournament matchups and he's, you know, he'll probably be, ag- be against him or, or yeah. Spieth. I haven't looked at him yet. Um, I like him. So he's yeah. going to be on my card. Um, if, if you don't like the number, you can, you can, you can kind of make that a little bit bigger if you're, if you're a little bit smart about it.
0: I, I followed your suggestion last night, uh, I put Tom Kim with Georgia, uh, the Niners and the Bills. Um, and I, I had, to look while we're talking what that gave me. Um, I, I do think it's a little short for on, on its own at 11. Um, I don't see the Buffalo Bills losing um, at home to the whatever the Miami Dolphins look like if it's Skyler Thompson. If it's, I don't know. Um, that's a whole other story. But uh, it, there, there are ways, as we've talked in the past, to kind of boost these odds where it's a more palatable way of um, okay, I can take Tom Kim and I can feel good about it. I got him basically at nineteen to one with that with that parlay, and that to me that's okay. Now, could Brock Purdy? Uh, turn into a pumpkin, and uh, I, I I don't think so, but it's possible, and, and I could be burned by it. Um, Jordan Spieth to me is is a little interesting. At sixteen, he um, kind of played he played pretty solidly last week. Um, did some Spieth like things, but I, I think it's a reasonable golf course for him. You know, it, it, is it going to be one of those years where Jordan's on with his irons, and if so, then this might be a good course, but. He's been very just inconsistent, as we've seen in the past. Where one of these, you know, some, one year he's top five strokes gained approach, next year he's out of the top 100. Um, so it, it kind of bears to be seen what kind of year Jordan's going to have with his irons. Um, do you prefer Spieth or a guy like Hideki, who obviously has good vibes, hit the greatest three world in the history of the world last year to win this tournament? Um, coming off a reasonable week, do you have a preference there? Obviously, Hideki with a better number,
1: which by the way, Hideki was my best bet last year here, so I just wanted to remind it. That was, I think, the only one I hit for a winner <laughs> bet. I'm pretty sure I can't remember if I hit another one. Listen, but anyway, that was
0: we we were on a roll at that point in time, yes, you hit, you we were, Hideki. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and then we, we were doing we, pretty good. That we that, followed uh, with uh,
0: Luke List after that, Scotty after yep. that, yeah, that was a good was, run, good that
1: run, That's a good run. Um, It's probably going to be Spieth. Uh, I still don't trust Hideki on back-to-back weeks. I'm assuming he's healthy, but I don't know that he's healthy. And you know, this—I think this event is a pretty big deal for him because you know, there's a lot, there's a huge uh, uh, Japanese-based businesses and culture there in Hawaii, so. You know, I think this has a lot of meaning to him, and he wants to play well. For I'm sure he's got sponsors that uh, that are out here, um, you know, watch him and everything like that. But Jordan, though, I, I probably between the two, I like him a little bit more. And the fact that Hideki won last year—it's so hard to repeat. Um, and Jordan looked pretty, pretty good. I mean, he still had, you know, he still has his, you know, his his one one or two swings around that's that's you know not really gonna keep him in contention for a full seventy two holes but he's not that far off and you know if he can just tighten up the putting I don't really uh I don't really mind
0: him at all. Mm-hmm. Brian Harmon, again I, I said jarring. I can't think of a better word to see him that high on the board, but Harman's a really good player and he this is like this is a tailor-made golf course for him. I, I mean, there's probably a world where, you know, I, I got the Tom Kim parlay going, but I, I could see myself just saying, you know, I'll, I'll take my chances with Brian Harmon and Corey Connors at 18 and 22. Uh, golf course is set up for both of them. Obviously, Harmon's a much better putter. Um, and, and, and take my chances. I don't know if I go that route or not, but I could see.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I like Brian Harmon this week. That number, though, just just kind of, you know, scared me. But, you know, if, if he's going to win an event, this is probably going to be an event that he's going to win. So, you know, he played last week, so there is a lot of value in, um, in him playing in this. I'm going to look at him in the matchup part and probably a top 10, looking like he's at uh, 18 to 1 on Bet-MGM. Um, I'll see what he is in the top 10 market there. He's probably plus, I'd say plus 210 um for a top 10 and i i prefer uh, we don't usually talk about the books i like to bet top uh top five top 10 top 20 markets it bet 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 MGM because dead heat rules do not apply which means they do not deduct if the player ties for within that position so if he ties for ties for 10th They'll deduct on the other books that bet BetMGM. They don't. So, I'll look at him um, in that. I don't know if I could win bet him. I'd have to probably build something to get because he's probably more like, in my mind, he's more like twenty five to one.
0: Mm-hmm. Corey Connors,
1: I, dude can't putt, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if he has his putting week, he yeah, he'll he he can win multiple times. It's just.
0: You're yeah. gonna have to, yeah, you're gonna have to gain three, four, five shots putting this week.
1: Yeah, you look at the guys who won there. So Corey Connors, I don't really I'm not gonna I I probably won't have him on my card at all, unfortunately. I do like the guy. I mean, I like him. I like uh, I like his game. I mean, dude hits it great and everything like that. So probably not him. Um, and then Russ Henley. Mm-hmm. Um
0: by the way, I mean, I mean, yeah. we miss we miss we miss on Henley and Houston. We weren't we weren't recording uh, shows at that time, and mostly in the fall. And uh, bummer bummer to miss out on the Henley win.
1: I know we've we've talked about him. He always seems to come up. He probably comes up in what seventy percent of the shows that we do <laughs> that he yeah. plays in. And we're always like, hey, I like Henley's number there. I, I don't mind. I don't mind him here. He lost in the playoff. Um, and I mean. I think he could have won that. Obviously, Matt hit that unreal fairway wood and everything. But uh, Henley's got. Uh, I saw just before we came on, they released the tee times. He's got a morning tee time on on Thursday, so a good chance to get out, start well. Hint, hint, first round lead bet uh, hmm. for Henley. But uh, loves the golf course. Former champion played well last year. Everything points to he would be a a, a really good candidate to uh, to bet here and. At twenty-two to one, I mean that's not too bad. That's that's kind of what would be expected, I think, pretty much for him. So I like him in in pretty much any capacity you want to bet him at.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving down the board here, thirty. Well, we talked about. Well, we kind of touched on Billy's. Oh, by the way, Billy's. I think that's a pretty good number. He played. Yeah, ter- I- he played terrible in the first round last week. But his last three rounds are pretty good, and now I think you got you got a bit of a bargain on him. Um, I think it's worth looking at. I think I said that about everyone that everyone under thirty to one. I said it's it's worth looking at, but I think it's that close.
1: Well, I think Billy's that uh, Billy Ho is that type of player, though that that you know he after that first round, you know played played a lot better, and you know is going to want to come out of the blocks playing better. Thing with with Horschel though is that. His bad is just not very good, and it's it's pretty much missed the cut. Bad. So if you get the first round, Billy Ho, then you know he's going home on Friday. But he could. Uh, he he he's a good driver of the golf ball. Uh, made himself into a really good putter. You know he's just a solid all all around game, and he's that grinder type that is that seems to win because you know we you know you look at those the the eighty to ones and the hundred to ones and the forty you know forty to ones. Those guys gotta be grinders and and he's just a you know a, a more talented version of that. So right, you know, I, I don't I don't hate that at all. And that's actually yeah. a pretty good number on him.
0: Yeah, it looks like you can get him 35 to 1 on points bets. Um, so a bit of a bargain there. Um 30 and above Taylor Montgomery, Keegan Bradley, KH Lee, Cam Davis, Mad McNeely, Keith Mitchell, Harris English, Adam Scott, Siwoo. Kucher, Poston, Bizadin, who, Mac Hughes, JJ Spawn. We'll see if he goes with the shirt untucked this week. And Andrew Putnam. Those are the guys that are between thirty and fifty on DraftKings. Lots of lots unpacked there. Got a couple. I do like JJ
1: Spawn. I, I I wanted to mention the untucked shirt. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I, sure. I he didn't look good with pants though because the pants pants and the untucked shirt he doesn't have the flat stomach and the shirt was a little bit too long it just the shirt was just a little bit not his size I have no problem I know you're more of the traditional you know uh golf apparel you know uh um aficionado there I've I've relaxed and I used to be that way too but I I, I don't mind that but I'll I'll let you answer but his game though I mean he played really really good uh 50 to 1 is a good number um mm-hmm. really good putter, uh was rolling the ball really well. Um kind of fell out of contention. Didn't really he didn't really fall out of contention, he just never really scared Markow at all too much on that Sunday. So yeah. but you know, it's a pretty good play otherwise there. Um and I do like cage Lee. Uh that number seems a, a a little aggressive than what I'd like it, but He's he's a good player, and I think this golf course fits because he's uh, uh hits his irons well, hits his short irons well, pretty straight driver of the ball for the most part. Um I'll, I'll look at betting him, and he's of course uh typically a good first round lead guy as well. I don't know when he's teeing off, but uh um he's a guy who I think could be around come Sunday.
0: Yeah, Mr. uh Mr. Byron Nelson. Right. I mean that's that's his yeah. that's his tournament. Um yeah. uh yeah, another another President's Cup guy that just gained a ton of confidence from the President's Cup per Paul Lazinger um Cage Lee, Matt Hughes, Cam Davis. Uh I like Cam Davis. I, I don't I don't know if I love him at thirty five. I wish it was like forty five. Um because I feel like I feel like he's not necessarily gonna be a superstar. I just think he's Got a lot. Of, I think he's got a high ceiling, like a top twenty-five all in the world ceiling. Um, so I'm anxious to see kind of what he does the next two or three years if he can get there. I just like his game. Um, you know, this this course we talked about takes a little bit of your, your your distance away. He's a long hitter. I don't know if he's got the iron game for four rounds to win this tournament, but I'm, I'm interested. in Cam Davis, Harris English has a great history here. I don't know if we're back to peak Harris English from a couple of years ago, Um, but an interesting number at 40. And then the other guy is JT Poston um, at 45. I think he had a reasonable week last week. Um, It's funny, you know, would I rather take JT Poston at 45 or Corey Connors at 22? Mm -hmm. Poston, double double the odds where much, much better putter. He gets on these runs where he's just – kind of unbe- un- unbelievable like john Deere last year we saw him a couple years ago at the windham and he gets he gets these runs going where I mean, he's he makes everything um so i'm only interested in posting at that number i could also talk about Matt hughes a little bit in that realm as well at 50 so those are a couple names that range to me is really interesting i like, I would not be surprised to see the winner. A lot of guys I like there, can't name them all, but it's there's a lot to unpack. There. Um, let's be, go between 50 and 100. I'll just mention a couple names Kurt Kitayama, unbelievable year last year, he's at 55. Uh, Webb Simpson, 60 to 1. If there's ever a Webb Simpson golf course, guy it feels like this one. Um, Benny McCarthy, great year last year at 60. Um, the system play your boy Adam Svensson at seventy five feels really really appealing. Um, Hayden Buckley at eighty. Chris Kirk had a good run here a couple years ago. He's at ninety, um, and at a hundred. You mentioned Nick Hardy last week. Likes him for a big year. He's at a hundred. Brendan Steele at a hundred. He almost won here a couple year years ago. Um, Anyone there that you, you mentioned peppering a couple of these longer guys, maybe 50 to 50 to a hundred, any, anyone that you're going to win bet in that group.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to go Nick Hardy. Cause I talked about him and I, I think that this is a good golf course for him. Um, Will Gordon is, is kind of a random one. I think he's sitting at a hundred is what I've got him on DraftKings Kings here. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure. Is it, was doing some research I I don't have it with me unfortunately but he was a guy who popped up it seemed pretty good there Andrew Putnam hmm. he had been he was a guy a couple of years ago I think it was in the west coast swing there but he's a, I think he's a pepperdine guy um but uh um fits the golf course well hits his uh you know hits those short and middle irons really really well it's just whether he can Get some get some putts to to roll in, and I do. And I, and Adam Svensson was going to be the other guy I I like. I mean, he's just seems to be he's going to be kind of that next Canadian guy that's emerging, and you know he's kind of established himself full time on tour. Not really a lot of really good finishes, but that number at seventy five to one is you know is kind of just jumping out at me.
0: I I did I did bet Adam Svensson is my first bet yesterday and i got him at 80 and i felt exactly the same as you um he he's actually still 80 a uh, hero nod checker at uh points bet um, a of the um yeah it just feels like a great golf course for him we saw him win at rsm um traditionally a great ball striker and a, kind of like the core Connors rule not a good putter but he gained a bunch of strokes that week at rsm and he won rather easily uh so I think Svenson has upside. I, go back to Webb. Um, I don't know is Webb Simpson dead? I mean, is he is his career just kind of dead?
1: I, I don't. I'm going to say no, but Close. I'm going to say something's something's going on where he, it's just it's not clicking. And you know, after he won the U.S. Open, I thought he was dead. And you know, he kind of kind of came back and and win the Players Championship.
0: And, and then remember the, the COVID year? I mean, he was unbelievable in 2020. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, many people were talking about him being the best player in the world after the T shirt I mean, he was that good yeah. with his eye irons and putter. I mean, so I don't know what's happened. He's not that old. He's like 37 or 8. So um, see if he can get back on track. If you kind of just think of the old Webb Simpson. Yeah. like. Seventy to one at a course where irons and putting is a premium shit. That's that's Web Simpson's game. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Denny. <laughs> kind of a, I've kind of got love for Denny, and he's how I many kind of, for me? Sixty to one on DraftKings. Looks like sixty to six to one points bet again. Points bet coming through with looks good numbers. Uh, putting maybe the best. Pure putter on tour i said that in one of the pods a couple years ago and i think you had a reaction now i think you're you're more No, i I, i've i've
1: I've bought in i've purchased that uh that notion bermuda green putter just these are bermuda greens that's a great point that's a great number too
0: yeah uh and and like we said last year his his ball striking caught up a little bit had some great great finishes good year overall. I'm with you on Hardy. I like him at hundred. I think, you know, for a minimal win bet, that's pretty good upside. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of options there. And we talked about at this, you know, the start of the show with the history of guys 80 to one and above winning, um, uh, it's good options there. What about over a hundred anything down there, down the border?
1: Uh, Ben Griffin, I'm going to bet him, um, I don't know if I'll bet him to win but he's he played pretty well this fall. Um he's sitting at plus 13,000. I mean that's you know you can get him in the top 20 or 40 or whatever it is if you if that's what you want to go with. Uh, Russell Knox, he's he hasn't been very good I don't think most of last year but he's a good driver of the ball and he hits hits the irons well and you know with it being potentially windy there cuz usually Usually it is. Usually it's ten to fifteen pretty consistently. He might be worth something um to throw some money on there. And there was one more. Have we gotten past
0: Alex Smalley? Smalley was in the eighty to a hundred range. Let me find okay. here. I did want to add Smalley. Actually he's
1: sixty. I'd look at him in a top twenty, but I, I do like he's been playing good golf um over the fall there, so maybe it's something he can he can carry on over here to
0: Hawaii. Um, I I as well had Benny Griffin uh kind of circled. He said great fall. Um uh David Lingmurth at two hundred. Good course history. Good course history. Kind of revitalized his career, his game on the Corn Ferry last year, won on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, you know, to me, that means something. You've won a tournament recently. So laying birth at 200 feels like pretty good value. Um I thought you were gonna mention Adam Long. I don't know why. You kind of do this every six or seven tournaments, you'll throw the Adam Long name out there, I'll yeah. scoff at it, and then he'll kinda of show up. He's at two I was
1: thinking about for the American Express, because that's where he almost yeah. won that event the one year. So what about Jerry Kelly's playing in it? Does he have any ch- dude is just was forever a make the cut mm, machine. That's true. And I think I bet him top forty last year. I didn't but oh, that's right. That's right. But He, we have to just you know the yearly Jerry Kelly mention.
0: Fair. Lucas Glover is down here at it appears to be three hundred to one. It's kind of interesting. I mean, Pull Hammer still waiting on his true arrival. He's at three fifty. Um, obviously, you, you top twenty, top forty odds are going to give you a good number on someone like that. That's way down here, um, highly touted amateur, yeah, uh, that hasn't yet translated in the professional game. I think he was a first round leader at R- RSM. I cashed that one um, in the fall, but uh, haven't seen a lot from him. But throw him around names like Bryce Garnett, your boy Brian Stewart. Doesn't feel Quite, quite right. Um I think that's all I have.
1: I thought that one of the the, the Cootie brothers was playing this, but I must that must be the Corn Ferry. Oh, the Corn Fairy's in Bermuda. I think that's what they were talking about. Never mind. But no, Cole Hammer, that's a good one. Uh first round lead bet. I know you 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 took care of that. He, he's got a real high ceiling. Um right now it's not, you know, he's still learning the the pro game and everything like that. But uh he might be a guy that, yeah, you throw a top 40 bet on and you can get, you know, really, really great odds on.
0: Anything else? I'm good. Yep, getting down to some names that I haven't seen before. Sam Stevens, not sure who that is. Entertaining. Manny Schmidt, 400-1. to one. Uh, Corn Fairy guy. Um, flashed a couple times in some of those events. Uh, I think it was at the Barbasol he actually was in the mix to win. Um, Completely random name and thought, but I just saw his name. Nice. All right, uh, that'll wrap it for the Sony Open. Uh, Hopefully we can do better than last week when we both had one successful pick out of five. Hopefully we can pick the winner this week. Uh, Johnny, thanks for sharing. Thanks again. Facebook, Instagram. YouTube channel, check it all out. Uh, Thursday night recording with our friend Zach Fitzgerald to preview the super wild card games this weekend. Does not include the Detroit Lions, um, but they're in our hearts always. Um, so join us then. Check everything out we're doing on YouTube if you like watching our faces um, and the shows. Please continue. To- Thanks for joining and watching, and we'll catch you next time.